0: Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. I tell them, baby, are you gonna make you cry? do you know? Then you change, you change, you can go your way. And you're so what? Who cares? And you're so what? Who cares? Oh. Things go your way. Mm-hmm. So what? Who cares? One more day. Oh my God, wow, I really felt that. Oh my God, I channeled my inner
1: bridesmaid just now. (laughs) That was really, really great.
0: Was that good? I actually like kind of loved it. I don't know like where that came out of, but I was like, this is it today, that's my song.
1: Oh, it's funny you sing that because, you know, this is Creepy Encounters episode. Kidnappings and just weird occurrences with people.
0: People that'll make you wanna sink back.
1: Oh, I tell them, baby, are
0: you really going to try to make it back? Do you know? Do you
1: know? I'm Sorry, I think we need to be be done with it now. It's stuck in my head, it is (sighs) all night. It's gonna be stuck in everyone's head. Amen. God bless. Hey, Kaylee, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm fucking fabulous, honestly. After we just ate some Adonis chili, after we just moved
0: literally four couches, a sectional, which is three parts, and a massive 5,000 pound leather fucking couch.
1: Okay, I will never forget it as long as I live. It was a lot of pressure, and uh, you couldn't even pivot the leather couch. Oh, it was. We had to stand it (laughs) straight up in a, I can't even begin to describe it. I am like, was still sweating Mike was getting mad oh, he's like Mike I didn't was want this fucking pissed. project I was like Mike me, but he wanted me the leather I don't even live here yeah yeah no it was uh, literally I feel like I'm dying uh so
0: finally we're relaxed and we're gonna record a creepy encounter episode for you okay? Yeah. after we had
1: some of Donna's chili oh Donna's chili oh no no. no I'm sorry Donna's willy
0: oh Donna's willy because
1: it's not spicy this so episode, she calls it willy
0: yep this episode's brought to you in part by Monday night dinners at Donna's
1: also guys <laughs> are brought to you by like Commercials might be a joke, but they're actually all real. Real people. The real, real things. Real so small businesses. Up. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys want to get your small business on here, we ain't charging. Yep. Don't tell that to Hotman Pressure Washington because we charged him $10. And I think him and Childers may have given us a yeah, dollar. Not really try right sure so it. So if you want to give us a dollar. Yeah, those stupid commercials are actually pretty real. Legit. They might be spontaneous and we yep. just think of who we're doing that day of the episode. But it. they're actually real businesses. So check them all out. Yep. Guys, send in your Halloween stories, your yeah. holiday stories. Yeah. We want Christmas. We want Hanukkah stories. We want Thanksgiving stories. New any Year's. holiday, yet New Year's. We want to do a good New Year's episode. Yep. Um, anything related to any holiday UFOs, we will do it. Military. UFOs. military. We have UFOs. Veterans Day coming up. We could do an episode right for all the, our mil- crazy military stories. I know we have a few friends in the military. They've told us some insane yep. ones. So if you guys have more, and if you've been in it, and if you're comfortable with sharing it, of course. Yes. And thank you for serving our country.
0: Yes, and we want to hear from you. If you are down, we're down too. But definitely UFOs. Please throw that in because, listen, I'm waiting for Betty and Barney to just Mm -hmm, haunt my mm -hmm, dreams mm -hmm, one of these mm -hmm. days. And if you want to know about Betty and Barney, you got to listen to the pod. You got to send in UFO episodes. I don't care if it was like not legit and you think it was something else. I don't even care. Just send it in. Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. Thanks. (sighs) Anyways, it's time for fucked up facts.
1: (laughs) All right. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay, so I have a myth buster. Oh, as always, she's always coming in with the mythies. Um, So you know how when you were a kid, your parents used to tell you that if you're peeing in the pool, like it, the water will turn like purple or another color. So Yes, you know? blue. There is no chemical that can do it while you're actually in the pool. But okay. there is a chemical that can test if there was pee in it if you took like a little thing. But it won't do it if you're just sitting there pissing in the pool. It's not going to turn like a purple circle around you. Like a little test strip? Yeah, like a little test strip Do you know... Thing.
0: You know that scene in Grown Ups when he pees in the pool and it's blue all around him. Yep. It's lies. Can I give you a fun, a fucked up fact about that scene? Yeah, of course. You know who's in that movie as a background, right? In that scene. Yeah, who was it? Allie. Oh. My my one of my best friends in the whole entire world, Allie Shabaloo. She's gonna send in. She sent in a story before, but and she was in Grown Ups. Oh, just like background, yeah, person. She's in it. Yep. She's also in the in the scene where he's drinking the milk in line at the water park. She's in like the water park scene in like another
1: scene, but Yeah, the little background extras. I was a background extra in a movie. You were? Yeah, honey. I what? have the news article. I'll have to find it for you. Oh my god. I was uh when I was in uh second grade. What? I was in a movie called In Dreams. I'm just finding out about this now. This I'm just is actually out. a great story. What so is it? So Annette Benning. You know Annette Benning? She's won Academy Awards and stuff. Familiar She's, name. Okay. She was like the lead actress in it, and it was took place at the Wentworth Hotel. Oh my god! Yeah, and it was before it was redone, so it had all. I can't even be. I can picture it in my head. It had like all the metal fences up, like they were redoing it, and they did this movie called In Dreams, the prettiest hotel. So I've never seen it because it's rated R, and I have to buy it on Amazon. I keep saying I'm going to do it, so maybe we should do that this Halloween. We'll have a viewing party of In Dreams. Yes, it is spooky. So I've only seen the scenes that I'm in, but I filmed a bunch of scenes and there's only one scene I've actually seen. So I don't know if I was in it because my mom just could see me in that scene. But I know what? I filmed like three or four scenes. So we have to watch it with Donna so she can and find And I'm running you. by and it's like fake giggling. It's like, ha ha ha, ha like kid giggling. And I fell and tripped because they were redoing it. So there was like a piece of the fence like metal pole in the ground. I tripped over it, skinned my entire knee and Annette Benning picked me up, <gasps> me and put a bandaid on my knee what how yeah. have i never known this i don't know but there literally is a news article that's like oh greenland central girl and friend <laughs> and it's like a picture of me at the wentworth hotel it's we gotta watch it you know i was in a in movie. Dreams. i was in a movie i was a baby i was in a u.s fish and wildlife striper fishing video on my dad's oh, boat that's a big one u.s oh my dad's boat here it is ready 1999 i was 10 years old oh my god annette benning and who else was in it oh robert downey jr was in it too what yeah and Aiden Quinn. Aiden Quinn and Nett Benning were the two main characters. We
0: have to watch it. Yeah, I got to find it. Do you want to watch my... Release
1: date, January 15th, 1999.
0: you want to watch my educational video on how to get of I catch don't know about up? that. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> my dad's taught me enough. I've got enough from him. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. That's crazy. Robert
1: Downey Jr. as Vivian Thompson.
0: <laughs> you want to hear my fucked up
1: fact of the week? Let me see if I got any screen credits in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, no screen credits. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> I think I got uh, paid like 125 bucks. I love it. it. I'm very jealous and I Which can't I in my I savings, but Donna that, spent but it on know. Diet Cokes. <laughs> Just like, this is for driving you back and forth.
0: My fucked up fact of the week. <laughs> Actually, Kaylee, it's kind of relevant to you. Oh, God, what is it? Slugs. Ugh,
1: why would you do this? Have do do tentacles.
0: Purpose? Slugs have tentacles.
1: I'm literally like, I'm getting like my throat.
0: Blow holes. Stop. And Stop. thousands of... Of teeth. No. I don't even know if don't, I can tell my story right don't now. Don't tell the story. Don't tell the story. Why? Just
1: wait. Don't tell the story yet. Okay? Just don't tell it yet. Don't look at my notes, but don't tell it yet. So I should tell it later on this episode, though? Yes. There'll be another yes. point for me to tell this yep. story.
0: I did my questionable
1: question during dinner time. You didn't even know it. Okay. Oh, oh God. My. Okay, so I know what the questionable question is now, anyways. Yep. Uh, Okay, okay, that sounds good. (sighs) Oh, pick your poison. Are you ready? Facts facts are done. Let's pick your poison. Pick your poison time. It's pick your poison time. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Would you rather have your phone number published in a phone sex hotline ad or participate in a nursing home orgy?
0: My cell phone. If I'm getting paid for it, I'll take my cell phone. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? You're If I could get talk I, dirty on the phone for I'll some money, I'll use my work easy, phone easy, and I'll use easy. my pleasure phone. I'm definitely going to put my phone number in a sex hotline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Catalog pamphlet. Because <laughs> basically, <laughs> pamphlet. I'm going to draw up a contract with them. I'm going to say, listen, if I'm going to do this, you have to pay me royalties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You have to. Yeah, for sure. Kaylee, in fact, can I tell you something that happened this past weekend? Yeah, sure. Kind of related. Okay.
1: I was approached by a sugar daddy on Instagram. Oh my God. I I was really hoping you were going to tell that right now. Kind of creepy. The opening is there for her to talk about the sugar daddy. I will say though, Sage, let's face this. I have had a lot of sugar daddies inbox me on my Instagram and Sage has really, really been jealous about it. I'm not going to lie. So the other day, she okay, called. i I'm not going to lie. Yeah, OK. <laughs> I've not, not, not responded to any of them. OK, guys. I mean,
0: my dream come true is somebody going, hey, what's your Venmo? I want foot pics. Not a big deal. I have full support from Ryan and his family <laughs> and my family, too. I haven't really asked yet. Mom, if it's OK, just let me know.
1: So I never respond to them. Well, I got a little text from Sage the other day. And she's like, I got my first sugar daddy <laughs> adding me on, on Instagram. Like, should I message him? I was like, no, wait for him to message you. And he messaged her. Literally two seconds later, hey, beautiful. And Ryan and I are literally up in Booth Bay, like on a little getaway. I go, oh, my God. romantic getaway.
0: I go, oh, my God. A sugar daddy just messaged me, Ryan. What do I say? We're playing a joke. And we're like, I go, hey, handsome. And he goes, I want to send you money. And I was like, oh, my God, Ryan, he wants to send me money. And I'm so stupid. I was like, I went along with it, And I was like, maybe he's serious. Maybe he is. (laughs) But he was not. And I blocked him. So, Freddie, if you're listening, fuck you. You Freddie. Scammer, Freddie, you are not a widower in Pennsylvania. I will tell you that right now. You are not a widower in Pennsylvania. You're probably from fucking fucking East Bumfuck, wherever, somewhere in the fucking Middle East. I don't know, but you're not a fucking guy, a widower with three kids in Pennsylvania, okay? An engineer? No. Bullshit. He kept saying, i am sending you money. Am sending you money. Not I am sending you money. It was am sending you. I go, he doesn't even know how to speak to me. Freddie with the transition lenses in his profile picture. He has no idea how to speak to me right now. He can't (laughs) even form a fucking full grammatically correct sentence. Anyways, I don't have a sugar daddy. So if anybody needs a sugar baby, let me know. I'll give you my number. Just kidding. Only sending foot pics. I'm only sending foot pics. Ryan, I hope you're okay with that.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. Should we get into our stories? You're first up. So you just go on to your next creepy encounter.
0: (sighs) All right. Well, Freddie, it's been real, bitch. Okay. So to kick off our creepy encounters episode... This is the story that kind of sparked our idea to come up with this topic. So I had a creepy encounter over quarantine. So Kaylee, you know I work at a school. We work with students with autism and we do ABA services. And so we were out for from March until July. So we were doing remote learning with them. So the school was shut down. There was nobody coming in. It's kind of located in sort of a rural area.
1: Yeah, it's in a um, weird spot. It's a small
0: little building. Um a lot
1: of homeless people in the area. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's like not really any houses around you. No, not it's, really. It's more of a like commercial. Yeah, it's kind of in a the
0: school's in a weird spot. We're in a, we're near like a Trader Joe's and a in a a Dicks and, you know, the mall, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, the mall. Yeah. So we're kind of tucked in a weird area, but we do have a playground. So the playground is a fenced-in area, and due to the fact that some of our students have the tendency to like to run away from us, it's kind of the way the fencing is, is it's tall, and we also make sure we take extra precautions to like lock up every time yeah, we yeah. leave every day. So there is a shed on the playground, and it is filled with bikes and scooters and whatever we would need for the kids, balls, everything. You know, it's yeah. so, a you know outdoor supplies. There's also rakes and different brooms and things like that. So that's normally locked up. It wasn't the day that I went in to clean the playground because I signed up to clean the playground before the kids came back. So there's no kids in the building. Okay, so I'm the only one that signed up for the playground. On the other side of the playground, there's a playhouse. It's very cute. It's it's not like a plastic chintzy one. It's it's like a legit house. A mini tiny, like you could honestly live in it if you really tried, you could. Yeah. And it's all wooden. It's nice. And we keep a lock on that too. So that day I go in, I do some work inside and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go clean the playground. I was actually listening to My Favorite Murder at the time. Of course. So how ironic is this? And I kind of had this feeling that I was going to find something I wasn't expecting in the playground. I have We, we hadn't been there in months. And so... I go and I open the shed. Nothing in there. I walk to the playhouse and I notice there's not a lock on the playhouse, but maybe they just took it off because of COVID, I don't know. So, I have my phone playing my favorite murder. I have a broom in my hand. I'm sweeping, you know, I'm loud. I'm being loud. And I open the the playhouse door to just check inside see what I had to clean in there. I open the door and there is a man sleeping. He's living. Wait, in the playhouse? In the playhouse, not the shed. Oh. The playhouse.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The playhouse with, like, a little toy kitchenette thing inside of it. Stop it. All wooden, yeah. He's curled up. He has a bed. He has all of his clothes. He's got everything, hygiene stuff. He's got everything right inside. He's been living in it, okay? <laughs> and I scream, and my first instinct was to just, back away with my hands up I drop my broom I drop everything I'm holding and I yell I'm clearing out I'm clearing out and I have my hands in the air and now he's chasing after me because I think I scared him more than he scared me but I was pretty fucking scared but he ah he was sleeping he was sleeping so I'm running "Ah, I'm gonna leave the door unlocked you could leave like you gotta leave this is a school like I was so scared I was shaking I run into the, I punch in my freaking keypad code. I run into the building and I shut the door behind me and he's running after me. And now he's banging on the back door. And I went to, there was like nobody at the school. It was just our payroll lady. So I run in there and I was like, somebody's in the playhouse, living in the playhouse. She's like, oh, not again. Oh my God. And on my first or second day of working at the school, the girl, one of the girls that was training me said that sometimes they used to find like nips and things like that
1: i can see though where it is that like you would have those the creepy situation. encounters people coming live in there
0: he was nicely dressed he was in like very clean nike almost like a golf outfit mm-hmm. it was it was very strange but i thought okay covid he could have lost his house or something and um and so i felt so bad i felt so bad and i did not want you know anybody to get like the police to get involved but i was like he's gonna come back because he had been breaking the lock off and yeah. breaking the lock at on that the point playground. that's illegal so now he's banging on the back door he's trying to get in and the police had to come to tell him to, like hey you gotta get off the property and so the police come and he finds my friend taylor in her car and he goes hey do you work here and she's like yeah and she's like he's like you gotta tell your friend i'm so sorry i scared her i'm so sorry and it just i felt so bad i was freaked out to leave that day i just felt so guilty and bad for like waking this guy up from a nap but, but he, he did trespass he onto a school onto a school yeah. yeah so i'm i was fucking scared of that and and honestly, I check it every time I'm there now.
1: I always check it. I would, it. I would, yeah.
0: I always look in because it really startled me. And so that happened over over quarantine. And so, one more story just to tie the quarantine creepy encounters together. I was uh, told this story recently. It happened about two months ago. And here is her story. During quarantine, I was doing some yard work and fiddling around in my garage. I live alone, so I hadn't had many visitors during the heightened time of COVID. So I was completely startled when a man on a bike rode into my garage. I turned around, saw him, and almost had a heart attack. He walked up to me and said, hey, I love your gardens. I was hoping you'd let me bring my wife over sometime to show her, and hopefully you'd let me take pictures of them. Mm, Okay. And like this woman, very shy. Very shy. Like – she would be like, okay, sure. And gardens, so, the most beautiful gardens you've ever seen in your life. Not just your run-of-the-mill gardens, like gardens. Mind you, this random guy is not social distancing, wearing no mask, and standing about two feet away from me, sweaty and heavy breathing from his bike ride to my house. Oh, uh, gross. She, when she said this to me, she's like, I was wondering if he had driven to my like ridden his bike to my house before like multiple times to see if I was home interesting oh because she mentioned me I always drive by but nobody's home do you live nobody's ever home do you live here so creepy so he'd been kind of like watching the house talking a little bit I said um Sure, being the timid person I am, I had no idea what to say to him when he asked if he could take pictures of my garden, hoping that he would hop on his bike and drive away. But no, he just kept lingering. He asked me how I was doing with COVID and staying home. I told him how things were going and asked him in return how he was doing. He then proceeds to lift up his shirt all the way and show me his full, oozing colostomy bag. What? The thing looked like it was about to burst. He said, well, I've been dealing with this since December, so things haven't been going so well. I do not know this man, and he just showed me his fucking colostomy bag. I said, uh, yep, that must be tough to deal with, but yes, you can bring your wife over to look at my gardens. He said thank you, hopped on his bike, and rode away. I kept my eyes on him, and thank God I did, because he missed his bike pedal and almost wiped out in my driveway. I can't help but imagine how messy it would have been had he had fallen in my driveway Ugh. with a full colostomy this bag.
1: Disgusting! It would have been a
0: disaster. And I have not seen the man since. That's what I was wondering. Like, has she
1: ran into him? Mm-mm.
0: But she's had a lot of creepy encounters. This is just one that's like, oh, my God, you're showing me your fucking. Like, If
1: you don't know the person, why would you do that? Like privacy. It's a very private thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very. All right. Next one. When I was in college, I worked at a small ma and pa store about 30 minutes away from my house. I usually had the second shift, which meant I would go home around 10 o'clock at night. It was the summer, and my mom was going through a messy breakup with her then-boyfriend. Let's call him George. I liked the guy in the beginning years of their relationship, having been a child of divorce. I resented him, but quickly took a liking to him. That liking ended in that summer and went right into a full-blown hatred. He had some underlying mental health problems, including bipolar disorder, that resulted in him being shifty and shady in his mood and behaviors. He would at times be completely manic and over-the-moon happy in inappropriate situations, to extremely depressed and mentally and emotionally abusive. While well, that summer, the depressed stage of his mood swings were taken to a new level, he had been disappearing at random times for days on end. Assuming he went to his parents' house, we brushed it off as him having one of his episodes – unbeknownst to any of us, he was ramping up his alcohol intake and carelessly leaving evidence for my mom to find that may allude to an affair. Well, one night, I'm ending my shift at the store and driving home. George hadn't been home in weeks, and at this point, we had basically written him off from our family. It was about 10 to 11 at night, and I was about a half mile from the driveway. To give you a description of the setting, I live in a very rural area where there are adjoining trails that lead up to a state park from our backyards and our neighbor's backyards. I noticed a man running full speed down the road in all black, carrying no lights and behaving rather suspiciously. When I drove by him, I made sure to slow down to see if I recognized the man. Well, I did. It was George. I had slammed on the gas, pulled into my driveway and ran into the house. Having not seen him for weeks, I was pretty shaken up. I found my mom and said, Mom, I think George is running down the road right now. I watched the shock sweep over her body and the color leave her face. Where did you see him? She asked me. I told him he was about a half mile from the driveway. The second I knew this was serious was when my mom woke my brother up and had him come downstairs so that she could show us how to load our hunting rifle in the event that we'd need to protect ourselves. This was when I knew we were in danger and this man could break in at any time and harm us. My mom called the police. They came immediately and did a search of our property. At that time, we had a shed in our backyard that was made into a small little guest house equipped with a bed, a bath, light, basically anything you'd need to be self-sustainable. The police walked into the shed, and what did they find? George hiding. We had no idea if he had been sneaking onto our property through the trails and living in that shed at night and watching us. But all the evidence pointed to him doing exactly that. The police then got another call of a suspicious vehicle up the road at the trailhead. When they found the car, it turned out it was George's car, and it was filled with empty vodka bottles. Had he been sleeping in the shed every night watching my mom and us? I've always thought so. The police took him into custody, and we never heard from him again. Wherever he is, I hope he is getting the help he needs and is living a healthier, less sketchy life. You are not the one for my mom and definitely not for me and my siblings, but I hope you find someone who will bring the goodness out of you. My mom is now happy, in a love, and in a very healthy relationship. Cheers to you, mama. You deserve the world. Sincerely, sheathed. Sheathed? Sheathed? Pronounced sheathed. All right, on to your story.
0: Okay, on to the next one. I was at Myrtle Beach with two of my best friends, We fell asleep on the beach for a while, and when we woke up, I realized that I had needed to change my tampon. And now... I know what that feels like, honey. You'll hear about it sometime soon. And obviously, you cannot do that in the ocean or out in the open at the beach. Instead of waking up my two friends, I decided to walk to the closest gas station by myself. I was the epitome of being innocent and dumb. I was in a white dress, my hair was bleach blonde, and I was 19 years old. I also left my phone and my purse at the beach because I was so concerned about not bleeding on my white dress and dripping everywhere. I get to the gas station, and I notice that there is a group of three guys loitering at the corner of the gas station. I immediately got a bad gut feeling and felt super uncomfortable. I made a beeline for the door when I heard the guys starting to catcall me saying, Hey, beautiful. Come over here. Hey, honey. Where you going? Hey, sexy. Hey, pretty girl. Come here. And whistling at me. (whistles) 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 They wouldn't stop. I got into the bathroom and stayed in there for a while, hoping that by
1: the time I got out, they would have left.
0: So I'm assuming she was there for a while because I would I would not be able to leave for a yeah, long Yeah, I don't time.
1: know if it was like that many times saying different. Like it wasn't just one like, hey, beautiful. It was like mm. obviously antagonizing. Yeah. yeah. I remember
0: walking out and seeing that they had left and feeling instant relief. So I started walking back to the beach to join my friends. I'm walking down the street. And I noticed that this black SUV is behind me and it's going really slow. I knew in my heart and soul that the guys were behind me and they were following me. Oh, God. I hear the door click Mm. and I could hear someone attempting to get out. At that point, I ran to the nearest house and made my way up their walkway. I heard the door slam shut and the SUV speed off. Oh, God. I ran back to the beach, reunited with my friends, and began immediately crying. I just knew in my gut that it was real close to not being good. There was so much about my interaction with these men that told me that they wanted to take me or do something to me. I am so
1: glad that I went with my gut and ran
0: to the nearest house. Always follow your gut.
1: You know, always follow your gut. Mm -hmm. We said that last episode. But you know what? I'm always going to say this too. Buddy system.
0: Oh, always. Don't go alone. All right. Here's
1: the next one. When I was 17, my grandmother and I were living in an apartment within the months after my mother passing away. The apartment leasing office had a business center where the tenants could use their computers and printers. I went to use a computer one day. And as I was sitting there, a gentleman walked in and began using the computer a few seats down from me. I did not leave because of him. But a few minutes after he came in, I finished up and headed back to my apartment. Just outside of the leasing office was the little mailbox area built into the side of the building. As I walked up the doorway of the mailbox room, another gentleman stepped out and spoke to me. I do not recall what he said at first, but he began following me and tried to get me to talk to him. I ignored him and acted as if I did not hear him. I was getting frustrated that he was still following me. So I turned around and gave him a look as if I were saying, can I help you? Ugh. Yeah, can Can I fucking help yes, you? Yeah, seriously. Jesus Christ. He apologized and said that he thought I was someone he knew, but he kept following me. Okay, but
0: it's not somebody you fucking know. I know. So stop.
1: He asked for my name and I told him the first name that came to mind, Erica. Then he asked if he could have my number. I have a beautiful opal ring that my mother gave me and I used to wear it on my right finger. As soon as he asked for my phone number, I quickly put my ring on my left hand, raised my hand up and said, sorry, I'm married. I was very tall and looked quite a bit older than 17. All of this happened within approximately 30 seconds. As soon as I told him I was married, he stopped asking questions. After a few seconds, I turned around to see if he was still following me. And he was. I looked at him just in time to see him making a jerking movement with his head. What? I soon realized this was a signal. (sighs) As soon as I turned back around, a car full of men sped around the corner and the man started running towards me. I immediately started running towards our apartment and thought to myself, I am not about to be kidnapped. As I started running, I thankfully thought to call my grandmother and told her to unlock the door. As I approached our apartment, I could hear multiple people running behind me, their shoes hitting the concrete, getting closer and closer to me. I made it to our apartment and turned the doorknob right as my grandmother was unlocking it. I ran inside and immediately locked the door behind me. As soon as the deadbolt slid into place, the men attempted to open the door and began banging on it once they realized it was locked. I thought they were going to try to break the door down. The car circled our apartment for several (gasps) days watching for me. It took me a very long time to be able to go back outside alone. I'm very thankful I was able to gather myself enough amidst running from my life and thought to call my grandmother to open the door. If she had not gotten there just in time, there's no telling where I would be today. Whoa.
0: Okay, ready? Here's my theory. Same men, both stories. I know. That's what I was... Uh, How
1: fucking crazy. It's funny because I had not read your story and you clearly had not read this story. Yeah, that is fucked up. Yeah, crazy. It, right? I believe in my heart and soul
0: that they are the same fucking people. I mean, they're probably not, but it's like, where else would that fucking happen? Just I don't know. The same. It's so bizarre. Ugh, but the following, the, the circling the apartment for several days. I know. Mm-mm. So... In our first episode, you did a big old jam-packed story about Sheila Labar.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Well, this episode, I'm going to give you a little special presentation.
1: I'm here for it. I am so here for it. The
0: North Pond Hermit. This is the ultimate creepy encounter. And here is my story. Kaylee and I, I don't think you guys know this, and our friend Megan, we had a podcast a couple years ago, called Project Wicked. And I did this story, and we listened to it today. And, it, and, I, and I don't think I did it justice. And I'm going to try to give it justice today. But this is one of the strangest stories that I will remember for the rest of my life. I know. It's really crazy. It's insane. So I did a little, I wrote it up, and here it is for all of your enjoyment. In 1986, 20-year-old Christopher Knight left his home in Massachusetts and drove to the North Pond area of the Belgrade Lakes in Maine. There, he lived for 27 years in complete isolation without any human interaction, living in the woods while living off of stolen snacks from surrounding camps until he was caught and arrested in 2013. Yeah, he was a big urban legend. He was an urban legend.
1: True. A true urban legend. A true
0: one. When Christopher Knight was 20 years old, he quit his job as an alarm tech without any warning or heads up. He left his family, responsibilities, and any life he had in Massachusetts. His family never reported him missing. He just went to Maine without any food or supplies and was not prepared to even spend one night, let alone three decades. I know. Ugh. He ended up drifting around the North Pond area for weeks. He stole from gardens to stay alive until he found the perfect site. Now he gives a little bit of a description of what the perfect site was for him. And I bulleted it out. <laughs> so if you wanna do this, this is where you this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna find an area that is shielded by boulders so that you're warm, you know, keeps you warm in the winter. And you're covered. I know the best place in mind right now. You wanna make sure you're in dense woods. I don't want to give any advice to do this, but this is what he requires. (laughs) He was in between two ponds. He was near a bunch of summer cabins. But not too close. Not too close. Just right. He had good cell phone reception, and he was only 30 minutes from his parents, unbeknownst to him. So crazy. But he never wanted to be caught. He never wanted to be found. He wanted to disappear off the map. So he took precautions and used strategies to remain hidden. He never lit open fires. He always walked on roots and rocks so he didn't leave footprints. He disabled security cameras. He spied on homes to understand the homeowner's habits. He only raided on weeknights because on the weekends, obviously, the families are up on the weekends. Yep, yep. He looked for spare keys and hid them where he would know for future raids. This is my favorite one he borrowed a canoe and made sure to sprinkle it with pine needles when he put it back on the property to give the impression that it never moved. Of course, of course. And he never carried weapons or guns. So no paper trail there. If he has a gun, you know, you can look up the serial number, all that. Christopher Knight would break into camps and cabins in the North Pond area and steal snacks and random supplies. He was so stealthy, residents firmly believed that he was a myth. He never even knew the pond or the town that he was in for the 27 years that he was there until the night he was arrested. He didn't know the year or the decade, he said to journalist Michael Finkel, the only person to ever interview him, that the moon was the minute hand and the seasons the hour. That's crazy. Very insightful. I, I
1: can't just thinking about the winter months in Maine.
0: Oh, it's I can't even believe it. I can't even I can't even wrap my uh. head around it. Christopher Knight avoided humanity and went nearly 30 years without using his voice. Oh, come on. He talked to himself. He definitely talked to himself. Aside from saying the word hi to a hiker in the 90s, mind you, he was he was caught in 2013. That's a long fucking time. The hiker barely looked up or even acknowledged him and clearly had no idea that he was just face to face with the elusive urban legend himself, the North Pond Hermit. In an article written by The Atlantic, they said, quote, In his hidden forest encampment, he laughed and sneezed silently, so fearful of being discovered. He didn't eat like he giggled like, like that's, what are you laughing at? I don't know. What could you be laughing at? Squirrels. <laughs> Although he lived in the woods, he didn't live naturally or pure. He would steal processed food He stole a twin-sized mattress, he listened to a stolen talk radio, and watched a stolen mini black-and-white TV that he charged with a stolen car battery. But it was never easy. Like you said, he had to endure Maine winters that can get to 20 below, and he would have to pace back and forth to fight frostbite. It's
1: fucking crazy. I can't even imagine.
0: But real quick, Kay, because I like to know what people eat. Mm -hmm, Let's mm -hmm. talk about what he ate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Tonight on the menu, we got fluff, devil dogs, Cheetos, honey, Cool Whip, tuna,
1: tuna tuna
0: ta-ta fingers, coffee, tater tots, pudding, soda, and my favorite, Jimmy Jenga. Oh, Jimmy Jenga's. And I put in parentheses here, he had rotten teeth. Of course he did. Because I wrote it in my old notes from Project Wicked. Over those 27 years, he lived as a phantom that haunted the North Pond area of Maine. He was unseen and believed to be an urban legend to locals in that area. No one knew if he was male, female, a prankster, or a murderer. People would leave notes. Please don't break in. Tell me what you need and I'll leave it out for you. There was even a homeowners meeting where campfire-like hermit stories were exchanged among locals. One kid even saying that when he was 10 years old, all of his Halloween candy was stolen. <laughs> he is now 34. The crimes seemed supernatural until the night the urban legend finally had a name. On April 4th, 2013, at 1:30 a.m., night, armed with a backpack and a bag of break-in tools, hiked to the Pine Tree Summer Camp in Rome, Maine. He then opened the dining hall door with a screwdriver. There, he stole 10 rolls of Smarties, a bag of marshmallows, two tubs of ground coffee, and Humpty Dumpty chips.
1: Oh, good old Humpty Dumpty. I love,
0: I love Humpty Dumpty chips. He also stole a key with a four-leaf clover keychain that had a broken leaf. I put in parentheses here, it was a three-leaf clover. Bad luck. Bad luck, because guess what has happened behind the scenes? Unbeknownst to Behind the ice machine in the kitchen was a military-grade motion detector that sounded an alarm at Sergeant Terry Hughes' house, a main game warden. Terry got to the camp and peeked into the windows. Sergeant Hughes described the man as appearing to be very cleaned up, freshly shaved, extremely pale. He wore outdated glasses, a Columbia jacket, sturdy boots, a wool ski hat, and Land's End blue jeans. yeah. Yeah. Sergeant Hughes then put in a call to state police and caught Knight as he was trying to leave. Knight did not resist arrest and complied to orders, although he would not answer any questions from the police. When the police asked why he wouldn't answer, he said he was ashamed. Mm. It kind of makes me sad because all he wanted to do was just get off the grid, you know? It's kind of like Christopher McCandle's Alexander Supertramp Into the Wild. You ever seen that? Yeah, I have. Why? that's a good one. That's what this story reminds me of. He then began to open up to the police, revealing his name and his birthday. He told them that he had no address, no car, did not file tax returns, and he did not receive mail. He told them he lived in the woods. When they asked him how long he lived in the woods, he asked when the Chernobyl disaster happened. He said that it was the last news event he remembered happening before he went into the woods in 1986.
1: Well, when they looked up his license, that was the last known license was 1986.
0: Yep. He was 20 then and he was 47 now. Knight began to open up more to the police, revealing the details of how he remained elusive over almost three decades. He told them that he only slept in a tent. He never lit a fire. He did not know if his parents were alive or dead. And he had no idea that they were literally so close to him. Mm -hmm. He had not made a single phone call. He hadn't driven a car. He did not spend a penny. And he had never sent an email and... He had never seen the internet, which blows my mind. He was charged with burglary and theft and was booked in Kennebec County Jail in Augusta. For the first time in 10,000 days, he slept inside. The arrest stunned locals. What haunted
1: them now had a face, a name, a story. So I have some that go along with it, but the military-grade camera, another woman who had a cabin. It was actually her idea, technically. Oh, brilliant. So
0: in 1997,
1: a family opened up their camp and stocked the fridge. They left for a while, and when they came back to make dinner, the food was gone. The woman said she had opened it three times because she was in disbelief that all the food was gone. Later, she installed a hidden camera. The next day, the woman noticed the Rice Krispie (sighs) treats were gone. They watched the video and saw a man sneak in from the back of the camp. He took a bag of chips, stuck his nasty little fingies in, and <laughs> ate some. Then he put the bag back on the shelf. Disgusting. Disgusting. Like, literally disgusting. He was living in the woods. Can you imagine how dirty his fingers dirty. are? Fingernails. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: my God. Dirty little fucking... F-
1: <clears throat> yep. Worse uh, than tuna ta-ta fingers. i <laughs> so you right so now. On the video, he also went through the refrigerator. They then brought the photos to the police They sent the picture out, but no one could identify them. And that's when the police decided, okay, we should probably set up our own camera. This woman, though, even framed pictures of him in her house, (gasps) left them out for him to see they had him on camera, but he never noticed. Oh, my God. Yes. She was on top of it. He would never take anything homemade. Um, and people thought that maybe he was worried like someone would have poisoned the food and then he'd eat it and die. He would normally steal during spring and fall and never on weekends, which you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would also stick to overcast nights. Oh. So that way he could kind of go undetected. So the moon doesn't shine on him. Yes. Oh. Other people that had lake houses said they never felt you could stay alone or wouldn't go out at night. Some people would even go home for the night instead of staying up at camp because they literally lived in fear that someone was coming into their cabin's. Oh, my God. I mean, the lake is supposed to be a stress-free environment. You know what i mean? Yes. In the 90s, another man who was hunting in the area was chasing a deer and could hear a radio. He ended up being 10 <gasps> feet away from the hermit. He was described as wearing a big jacket and a big hat. You could only see his face and his glasses. He then bowed to the pair, and they bowed back. The man thought he may have been a Vietnam vet, and they never bothered <gasps> each other again. People from his high school described him as being socially awkward and an outsider, which I can totally yeah. see. But after he was arrested, he was very worried about being in the newspapers and on the Internet. He was on the front page of the paper for eight days straight. Oh I my mean, God. Yeah, I, I remember mean, come it. On. that's I remember obviously it. like high news. However, officers said that he did know who the Kardashians were. What? Oh, shit. Wait. How did he know who they were? I don't know. That's what they said in the documentary, that he did know who the Kardashians were. But I mean, if he's going around looking in people's houses, there's probably magazines, magazines. with them on That's yeah. what I would think. He, to survive the winters, he would fatten himself up on food. He knew that from January to April, he would need about eight propane tanks to keep him warm. Is that what they use it for? Mm, I would think so, yeah. maybe. He's, like- be it for, he's not using a fire, so maybe he's doing like a gas a gas something i don't don't even know he claims he never got sick because that would require human contact covid
0: i know he should have done that now
1: he should have waited one restaurant in the town created a sandwich called the hermit it it was also said that he would steal beer but never miller lights (laughs) that's i wouldn't
0: either yeah
1: okay this is about the campsite the campsite was pretty large with garbage and random things all around he had a clothesline that had grown about three inches deep into the tree because it had been there for so long. The tree had grown around oh the clothesline. Like it was in there. God. They also discovered Playboy magazines, oh. lots of boxes of peanut butter, mouse traps. He even made an antenna and hung it in the trees. Oh. He had a designated bathroom area and stole toilet paper, obviously, to wipe his own ass. But.
0: Oh my God, the but Playboy magazines. in the
1: documentary, I don't get it. The documentary is on Vimeo and it's called The True Legend of the North Pond Hermit. And- you, if you're interested in seeing it, do it because, like, even the people on it that th- are just like, yeah, mainers, they're interesting characters, and it's kind of crazy to see like his actual site. And the site is like, I'm wondering if it's still there because at the end of the documentary, they were like going through it and there was still artifacts? it was still there. Oh my! All his stuff was still there. God, we gotta so, go up. We gotta do a little know. roadie. I don't know if his stuff is still there, but in the documentary, it was. That's so
0: crazy. Mm-hmm. I wrote like a couple notes about from like my original Project Wicked Notes about Mm -hmm. the neighbors and like the propane tank thing. Yeah. He would take the new propane tanks from their camps and he would take the old ones and he'd hook up the old ones, empty ones for them. Just like he's
1: going to Cumbies to replace them.
0: Yeah. And uh, they also said that they noticed wood shavings near their window locks, which makes me think like people should start paying attention to their window sills and their window locks because if people are trying to break in um, scratches on their door frames, stolen boat batteries, frying pans missing, as well as winter jackets. Well, yeah, he had no clothes, so he had to steal clothes. Yeah, Um, They always felt like something was watching them. They recalled flashlights and steaks from their freezer missing. Um, And one neighbor, his name was David Prue. He said, my grandkids thought I was losing my mind.
1: I know. It's crazy. All these people were like, what is going on? Like the girl that said she opened her freezer three times because she truly did not believe that it was empty. It's it's like I can't even wrap my head around
0: it. So... For all this, he was arrested and he was sentenced to seven months. He paid $2,000 in restitution to victims as well as completing a co-occurring disorders court program, which is designed for people with substance abuse problems as well as mental health disorders.
1: So he doesn't really have a substance abuse problem, does he? Yeah,
0: I think... No, I...
1: It's just the mental no, health the part of it. No, it's mental
0: health. I mean, 27 years in isolation. And, and it depends on how many beers he stole. Right. Except for the middle of light.
1: Yeah, no middle of light.
0: And three years of probation... Knight has expressed his regret and shame of breaking ethical codes, mainly stealing. Judge Nancy Mills believes there is no risk of him reoffending in the future. Michael Finkel is the only journalist to be allowed an interview with Knight that lasted nine whole motherfucking hours. <sighs> okay.
1: That Although, to- honestly, I would love nine hours with this guy.
0: Oh. I would love nine days with this guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So nine hours is nothing. Couple sleepovers. You know, we, we watched Dark Taurus, and that guy said he was oh on. God, if you guys haven't seen Dark best. Taurus on Netflix, you need to. It's it's great. But there's one episode, and they get into President Kennedy in the assassination. And there's a guy that literally, you can get in the car with him, and he does like the whole route. And he did it for nine hours with a couple, and like six hours with the guy that yep. actually like hosts the show. But Dark Taurus, you need to watch it. It's great. It's cool. David
0: Ferrier is the host of Dark Taurus. It is the best Netflix show you'll ever watch in the whole entire world. Okay, we love we you, David Ferrier. Now. All right. So that interview landed an article, actually a feature in GQ magazine Ooh. in August 2014, as well as the book The Stranger in the Woods, published in August 2017. Ooh. The North Pond Hermit was most likely... The biggest burglary case in the history of Maine and will remain one of the more fascinating stories of Maine's history.
1: Yeah, because essentially that lasted for three decades. So I can see the burglary just kept being the same area. The fact that nobody really noticed him in 27 years or people just, I mean, I guess you're up in the woods of Maine. You're going to see a lot of different people like hiking and stuff like those guys that like bowed to him hunting. They could have just thought he was another hunter. He was wearing a big jacket and some shit.
0: Can I tell you a weird thing that that just reminded me of, the Vietnam vet? Yeah. Um, so we actually talked about this. I talked about this with your dad a couple of weeks ago. But my dad and my mom went on their honeymoon to Alaska. And oh, they yeah. Were, they were salmon fishing. And this is almost like the, sa- the same kind of thing. And, you know, my parents are catching salmon. They're throwing their salmon on the bank. And these little kids, these little Alaskan kids are coming out of the woodworks. And they're filleting the salmon. They're like little kids. And my dad was like, where are your parents? And they followed the kids back to their their little shack on this river and the parents come out and they introduce, you know, whatever. They're meeting each other. It's this crazy thing. And they're like, oh, where are you guys from? And my dad's like, oh, I'm from Portsmouth. We live in New Hampshire. And the guy goes, my sister's a teacher at Greenland Central School. Turns out my dad had his sister as a teacher and this man had never returned home from the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's an insane story. And he was story. he had came home from Vietnam and he decided to just start a life in Alaska and never re- return home to their fa- his family. And my dad basically found this guy in the middle of the woods in Alaska. And his sister was my dad's teacher.
1: That's what are the fucking odds? Yeah, it's just such a small world. It really is
0: such a small fucking world. All right, questionable questions. Oh my god, we crank through you this episode me to go first.
1: Yes, I do. Okay. So I found this question okay sage tagged me in a group on facebook it's called a group where we pretend to be in middle school and i'm gonna tell you i won't say all the posts are really that funny it's more the comments oh it's the the people commenting they get into it like they're in middle school like oh did billy break up with you last week how do you feel you know what i mean it's that type of crap do you want to date me yes or no so i saw this one on there and i thought this was funny but one of the comments is actually hilarious okay it's i didn't even notice the actual comment till just now (laughs) reading it (laughs) i just screenshotted it because it's like oh this is a good questionable question If you could take a pill That got rid of fear What's the first thing You'd do Do you want me to read What this girl wrote While you think about it Yeah 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 Okay She said Please delete if not allowed I'm gonna be real here And say What do you think she said Killing somebody Anal (laughs) I, I didn't even
0: notice that when I screenshotted. Just... She's like, so fearful. I'm going to be real here and say anal, please, delete if not <laughs> And it's literally a group to pretend to be our middle school. I, I know, I know, I know. So if I could take a pill and get rid of any fear and just be so confident. I think I've brought this up already, but my fear is jumping into ocean
1: i agree i have that same mm-hmm. fear i do that's not Middle i'm of glad the you ocean. said that because i do have that same fear that's not what i was not thinking the beach
0: yeah no i the know beach, what you mean
1: but open water I, open ocean water right,
0: and when we go tuna fishing and it's fucking hot what do i want to do i want to jump in the ocean so bad i want to jump in and my fear won't let me and if i could take a pill to get rid of that fear i would love that
1: I, I would do the same yep are you ready for mine though Yep. i would take a pill to get rid of my fear of getting a fucking tattoo because just do it I know but you know me like I have I have like a list of tattoos I want I'm not against them I just I think once I get that first one it will be different but like every I haven't really I don't know I just haven't had the balls to do it or right I want to do it with somebody so my sister Claire and I Clara we're supposed to get the tattoo together Uh, this is a funny story actually let's tell this little story of Cassidy so My sister Cassidy. She's 20. I don't even know how old now. 26, 27, 24, 25. I don't know. She's younger than me, older than you. So she got a tattoo behind my dad's back. Oh, yes. I know about this. So when she was 16 in Florida, she was on vacation with um, a friend and the friend's mother was letting her get a tattoo. (gasps) They called my mother and my mother... My mother doesn't really care. She's pretty cool. So you're oh not my legally God. allowed to get a tattoo, especially without uh, without a parental consent. Oh, my God. So my mom called up her best friend, Cricket, and said, hey, I don't have a fax machine. Can you fax over? Just sign your name. So Cricket actually forged my mom's signature and sent it down to Florida. Oh, my God. So Cassidy comes back with this little tiny H on the back of her neck. And we said, OK, when you turn 18, we'll all go get it together, like my mom and her. Yep. And that way, my dad will never know. Yep. So, fast forward to her 18th birthday. Oh, God. Maybe she got it when she was 17. Whatever. So, fast forward to her 18th birthday a whole year later. Exactly two. Like, it was February vacation when she went away. Her birthday is February. Yep. They're going out to Boston with her and her best friends. They're taking her out to Fire and Ice and doing oh, the Boston thing. We love that shit. The fire and Ice so love birthday party. And, ice. and oh, my dad notices the tattoo. Oh, my God. And he notices that that's not a new fucking tattoo. So, he was pissed. Oh, my God. And the reason my dad... it's not that i mean he has a tattoo my mom has a tattoo they're both small you they're both on their sides you can't see them but my dad is always like i don't want you to like go into your wedding day have a dress and your tattoo showing Mm -hmm. so i think that yeah that's why she did the h for our last name you know um but that was more his concern in his tattoo it was like kind of like a fucked up tattoo and then (laughs) it still is fucked up but he got it redone and it's even funnier with what he did to it so funny it's not that bad. It's very funny. Okay. I've only seen it once and it was this year because I begged for it. I've only heard about it. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an it's urban on legend. His thigh. It's on his upper thigh so you would never see it. It's not like my dad wears Speedos, okay?
0: Well, maybe on those hot tub nights you might look outside and you might see the tattoo. I don't know. You a look outside in the hot tub nights? No,
1: not when my parents are out yeah. there, thanks, so. Yeah. So, we, like, whatever, a year later, two years later, I can't remember, fucking 16, 17, whatever, it doesn't matter, 18, 18 is when my dad finds out, yeah. almost cancels their trip to fucking... Oh, I got fire and ice. Fire and ice, you oh. know, he was, like, just mortified. But, you know, he got over it. And uh, this summer, one of the twins went and got the same tattoo. Oh, yeah. And my mom and I, I, I never went and got it because she, my dad caught it. But we went all summer long, like... At camp and stuff, and him By never noticing. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, she covered it good, and then obviously that night she didn't care because she, she wasn't smart enough to realize that you know tattoos look different when they're brand new and a few years older. You know what I mean? Oh my god! But Ellie got the tattoo, so now Claire me. and I are supposed to go and get it, and I have a whole list of others I want. But I think you just gotta bite the bullet and do I it. I know, Wait. and I want to cover up my birthmark. I also think you're gonna wake up in the morning and you go, "Yep, today's the day." I know. That's how I am. Well, I'm I gonna do, do it do for my thirtieth. And then that didn't happen and then COVID happened Yeah, and it's just.
0: Everybody wants to get uh, tattoos right now because they're bored and COVID risk and.
1: Yeah, whatever. Let's get to your questionable uh, question. Okay. We answered that right. Kaylee,
0: yeah. Kaylee, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I have to do I this. I know too. you're going to do it because I know you mentioned <laughs> I'm it I'm so earlier. sorry
1: I have to do this to you. Mm-hmm. But what's the worst thing I've ever eaten?
0: What's the worst thing you've ever found in your food slash eaten slash weirdest (laughs) thing slash grossest thing slash all of the above? What have you found in your food that has made you go, oh, my fucking God,
1: are you fucking kidding me? Um, Tell me. Well, do you have anything weird you've
0: done? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want me to just kind of go right ahead with it? I'd like you to go
1: first and then I'll tell my story. Because
0: it happened last week. So. And I'm I'm not over it. Okay, I'm
1: not over it. I mean, mine happened like 10 years ago and I'm still not over it.
0: And I'm going to give a shout out real quick while I'm at it. To the Dunkin' Donuts on the lead traffic circle. You guys, I'm going to literally call the health department on you. I swear to God, because one of your workers left what appeared to be a little kinky pube in my bacon and cheese roll up. And I bit into it and I said, Oh my God, something is attached to the bacon. And I Look down, and what do I see but a wiry black pube in my bacon and cheese roll-up,
1: okay? <laughs> There's no uh, evidence that it was a pube, but it looked like one.
0: It was, you know it. We
1: did not take the DNA test you, or hair oh follicle test, but it looked like a black pube.
0: I'm dying. I can't even think about it without fucking care.
1: Crinkly, little, crunchy, little black pube. <laughs> I'm
0: fucking pube. getting die. Dy- I'm going to go right now. Okay, I think
1: what mine's worse than that, because I don't oh, know how many times worse. we've all had hair in our but, food. But
0: here's the thing is, I have found pube like hairs in my food twice in one year and yeah, the but last I time was totally salad.
1: I think that's a common thing is the black pube because it's like a lot of people men's hair is short black. I have black dogs, like I'm constantly but you eating the thing
0: you know when a pube is like yeah um, but not if somebody like has this. curly kinky hair true
1: true so I,
0: basically I, i'm gonna go I with, with yes it was a pube in my bacon and cheese roll up we're
1: gonna say it was a pube but we do not have scientific evidence but we'll say it's going to but it was and it'll look like one
0: rolled up inside of it also my hazelnut iced coffee tasted like there was cleaner in it like cleaner like bad. it tasted chemical and so i will never go there again don't go to the lead Dunkin' Donuts, okay? Don't really care if I get uh, sued for defamation. You guys act like you hate your jobs and your
1: food tastes like you hate your jobs. I can shit all over the place that Mm -hmm. I had my experience at because they are no longer in fucking business.
0: Yeah, I'm so
1: surprised. (sighs) Sage found out this story tonight. Mm -hmm. I call it Slug Salad. And there's a reason why I call it slug salad. It's because there was a slug in my fucking salad and in my fucking mouth. Okay. How I, fucking big was it, Kaylee? How fucking big was it? That? I would say two inches once it was stretched out. So it was. <sighs> so I take a bite. You know, I love my freaking salads. La Familia It was a family owned restaurant Honestly I don't even think I ever went inside No And it's too bad Because we really don't have Any restaurants in our town anymore That are like Sit down They're like Oh let's grab a sub Or a sandwich I, I miss the old style Sit down And not a bright Like pizza shop Yes Anyways Yep So this place was there But it really didn't do so well Maybe because they had Fucking slugs in their salad. So I get my salad I'm eating on it I've probably had Just one or two bites It was Ugh. I had just Bit into it basically oh, And yeah. I just remember Putting it in my mouth and, like, feeling this weird thing in, like, my mouth. I'm, like, thinking about, like, the texture of it. I just remember, like, grabbing my hand and just, like, spitting it out of my hand, seeing a slug and, like, throwing it back was in it the salad squirming? bowl. Was Uh, Yeah, when it landed in the, in the salad bowl. Because <gasps> oh, I literally, like, fuck. spit it out, looked in my hand and tossed it back in the salad bowl. And it literally just started stretching out. And I was, like, I was crying. Like, my mom <laughs> told Sage, like, I was screaming crying because I was just so... Like, couldn't even believe that. My mom calls the place, and basically their excuse was, oh, well, we get fresh produce from a local farm, and, like, sometimes slugs end up in salads, so maybe we just didn't wash it good enough. Or maybe you didn't fucking wash it at all.
0: Um, You should definitely I want to know how many see... other people have had slug salads. Yeah, but you would see
1: a fucking slug. You would see the slug in the lettuce. It was, You'd like, see gray it. and huge. Like, I'm not going to get over it. But you
0: know I'm obsessed with slugs, so this is where it <sighs> makes me sad that I...
1: You should see the slugs outside of Marielle's.
0: Oh, I bet we They're got good, freaking got huge good and
1: disgusting. My slugs should get together with her slugs. I got lots. They never gave me a refund either, and I don't even care. They went out of business, so fuck them all. Oh my god. The Anyways, slug. that's our fucking episode. I'm done with it. I can't talk about the slug salad anymore. I'm <laughs> fucking. I feel like I'm gonna vomit up all my chili today.
0: I know when you're telling me that story, and I eating my chili. I'm like, oh god. I think I need to stop talking about the like, slugs. Did you think
1: that the beans kind of felt like yeah, that? a little, a little like, sluggy?
0: Yes. I mean, yes. Uh, it chewy. was. It was
1: definitely an experience.
0: Oh, fucking, I, I can't
1: imagine. Please, God, don't ever give me a slug Seriously. in my salad. Oh, God. I know, and they acted like it's a common thing. I mean, that happened like 10 years ago. I've never seen a slug in my salad since then. I've never even been with somebody that's been eating a salad that's had a slug. I'm sure there has been slugs in people's salads, but it w- it's not a fucking common thing. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's not. it's two
0: inches long, and it extends it, out. It literally... They get
1: tiny, they get big, they get tiny. I can't. I wish it was like the years when they're like... If that was, that would have blown up on TikTok. You know what I mean? That would yep. have blown up on TikTok. Yep. Send us your stories to So What Who Cares at pod g- 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 email <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of our episode. Send us your stories at So What Who Cares pod at gmail.com DM us, text us, whatever. We want Halloween. We want holidays. We want New Year's. We want spooky. We want UFOs. We want creepy. We want weird. We want anything you want to give us. Serial killer related oh, stories, yes, please, because yes. we got a good one. What and girl, we're
0: going to do it for you. And also our Instagram is at so what who cares pod yeah, that by, too. by the way. Just you can DM too. us if we you're on a Facebook millennial. Too,
1: so what who cares whatever, you know what I mean? So what who cares? Yep. Anyways. So what? Who cares? We, we don't. Wow, wow, wow. Honestly, that could have been the best we don't I've seen yet.
0: <laughs> so my fucked up of the fat. my my fucked up fact. My fucked up fact, my fucked up. My fucked up fact of the week. <laughs> Struggle city. Wow. Uh, oh my God. The God, chili's, chili's coming up. Out the it. chili's coming up. I'm so sorry I burped. I'm so, Sam, we need to have a talk. I'm so sorry I burped in the microphone. Here, have a cookie. Mmm, so warm. So moist. You going to save that for the S M R. I'll do it again for the ASMR, but that was pretty fucking good. I don't think I'm going to ever get it that good again. He spied on homes to understand the homeowner's habits. Did I say that right? I know. Habits. Habits. He spied on homes to understand the homeowner's (laughs) (laughs) – it's hard to say homeowners. Habits. Just say habits. Homeowners. But you got to say home – homeowners. (laughs) Homeowners. Okay. He spied on homes to understand the homeowner's habits. It's like a
1: tongue twister to row with ages.
0: Oh my god! Dude, it like I'm dries like... your throat out by the second. <clears throat> it's really hard to say. He spied on homes to understand the homeowner. I think I'm saying it right, but it just doesn't sound right yeah, to me. Yeah, you
1: are. <clears throat> I just so fucking what? puked a bean up in my mouth. I could, I could feel that. Oh my god! Chew your beans. That ultimately landed a feature in GQ magazine.
0: <laughs> that ultimately landed a feature in GQ magazine into
1: I gak gak. What I'm does GQ a stand for, gentlemen? Gentlemen's quarterly. I just can't say it tonight. No, G- GQ is what everybody right? would, know. would know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what gentlemen's quarterly is. Me neither. Was. That's why I had to ask. I was like, it's definitely, when you said the G, I was like, it's gentleman's something. I know, I was like, do I say it that gentleman way? Gentlemen's quality. Quarterly. quarterly. <laughs> quality. It sounds better than quarterly. Quality,
0: comfort, and a pervase.
1: That's nice. Boom. Gentlemen, quantity. That's right, gentlemen. We want quantity over quality. Je- gentlemen's quail eggs. Gentlemen's
0: queefing. <laughs> GQ stands for gentlemen's
1: Quaddles. What? Quaddles. Quattles? Quaddles, Quattles. Quattles. gentlemen. Qu- qu- qu-
0: cream cheese. Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, God. I can't think of a lot of Q-words there. I'm
0: going to repeat from Michael Finkel, because... Yeah, Michael Finkel. Michael Finkel. He sounds like
1: an interesting character, too. Michael Finkel, Finkel. Hey, yeah, this is Michael Finkel with uh, Fox News
0: here today. Reporting live from the North Pond Hermit's anus, Michael Finkel.
1: Reporting live from WMUR.
0: News 9. Michael Finkel here with your nine-hour interview <laughs> with Christopher Michael Knight. Featured on Gentleman's Qu-
1: Cream Cheese. Gentleman's Queefing. Gentleman's <laughs>